Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast, a ministry of Storehouse Community Church in McAllen, Texas. Every Monday, we gather to address the questions and issues aimed at everyday life and ministry in the context of the Rio Grande Valley. All right. Well, good morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Welcome to the Native Citizens uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the start of your week. This morning, I'm joined by some different guests, kind of. Uh, here with us is Elsie, who is our Storehouse Kids intern. What's up? We have Schwantanamo Bay. Y'all got to meet him a couple of weeks ago. Everett, uh, who leads our production team. Que pasa? And today, we have Mr. Jay Flores, who is a Covenant what? member <laughs> of Storehouse Community. He's very nervous. Uh, because he's never been on a <laughs> podcast before. He's a covenant member here at Storehouse. You'll and, do great. Uh, yeah, he's going to do fine. Covenant member here at Storehouse. He leads our safety team. What else do you do? Um, Worship Scott. He's a pretty Worship face. Scott. We're going to oh, move on Mensa. from that. Thanks, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got to take Eric's spot and say the dumb things. Yeah. yeah. So this morning, yeah, we're just going to go. <laughs> so this morning, <clears throat> this morning, we're going to be talking about, um, so for the last couple of weeks, we've been working through this test run, this trial run on a theological development program that we want to release uh, for Storehouse McAllen in the fall of 2021. And earlier this semester, we took a group of six participants and pretty much put them through the ringer when it came to uh, theological development and spiritual formation. Elsie, Jay, and uh, Everett were a part of that, along with three other uh, participants who were unable to be here this morning. And so I thought it would be really cool if I played uh, the interviewer uh, to Elsie, Jay, and Everett and asked them about their experience within this class that we're calling, or this program that we're calling DOXA. And <clears throat> in short, they worked through, or will have worked through, by the time this airs, they will have worked through about 12 weeks of theological content and spiritual formation the goal of this class wasn't so much to test the content, but it was to challenge their minds um, and ch uh, to test out some formatting that Everett and I were messing around with. We did pre-recorded uh, pre lecture videos. We did some Zoom meetings and a couple of in-person meetings. Uh, our hope is that in the fall of 2021, this program would be expanded to about 12 months and would be open for all church members. Um, so in the spring, we're going to walk through some some whiteboard um, stuff. It's going to be fun. It's going to be super fun. So with that being said, you guys are about to finish the fall semester of 2020. You guys have almost finished uh, this, this portion of DOXA. In a nutshell, and I'll begin to ask you more specific questions as we go. In a nutshell, what was your overall experience like in Doxa? Not what we could do better, not what um, we could have done differently, but just your overall experience when it came to Doxa as far as the reading, your scheduling, the content, so on and so forth. Well, it was definitely filled with a, a lot of content, <clears throat> pretty con he content heavy. I think that was a really good thing. It, it gave me a chance to kind of just jump in and see what my load would be as far as uh, 
just the amount of reading and writing and journaling and all that, that that it takes to kind of keep up with this course that we've been doing so far, especially when it came to studying the systematic theology. But I've been super appreciative because it's it's given me the opportunity to kind of get some things in order as far as spiritual disciplines. I'm sure we'll talk more about that later. But man, over the time I've had, I've pretty much enjoyed a lot of it. There's been some parts where it's been a little bit stressful, but especially when it comes to deadlines. But for the most part, I've been really happy with how I've performed, I would say. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when the semester ends. Uh, <laughs> thought there wasn't a grade. Jerry's still out, so. Yeah. <laughs> to be determined. What about you, Jay? What was your overall experience walking into walking in and through Doxa? Uh, walking, I didn't know what to expect, but as I got into it, the reading and some of the stuff that I was really unfamiliar with, I really enjoyed being able to learn and to apply that to my own walk. Um, some of the chapters were dense, but I appreciated that because it forced me to think more about my faith and forced me to confront some of the stuff that I just absolutely didn't know in uh, talking about Christ or sharing the gospel. So I find I found it a, a really helpful learning process where um, I think I was strengthened in some of the areas that I continue to be continue to be weak in, and I was able to, as far as content goes, just learn a lot. And then with our meetings, just be able to listen to different perspectives or questions that I I had as well, and be able to bounce it off all of you all just mm-hmm. to get some. Mm-hmm clarity in the conversation and some uh, direction sometimes of things I had never asked anybody before or never shared with anybody before allowed me a uh, a space where I was encouraged and even exhorted to, it pushed me uh, spiritually. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Elsie, what were some of the challenges that you faced walking in and walking through Doxa, what were some of the challenges that you experienced over these last 12 weeks? Um, there are a few. Uh, I think one was um, a, like being afraid that I I wasn't supposed to be in this class or I, mm-hmm. I didn't know the things or didn't have the confidence. And so in, in being challenged, it became... Like clear in a good way, like, hey, I didn't know that, and but why? Why do I believe this? Mm. Um, why do I believe that God is sovereign? That mm-hmm. there is salvation for us, and and so it really got to the deep root of of what we believe in, and um, so that that's been very reassuring, um, and also just good for my soul because um, I was just walking through. Um, yeah, continue to walk through to through life um, with the challenges that it it brings and and what what I'm going through and so um, and walking with each other that's been helpful. I think another challenge was uh, the time that it took and carving out the time to mm-hmm. um, uh, set the right time for uh, reading through and not just reading through the content or the the, the chapters of Grudem, um, but you have to, like Jay said, like you have to process, you have to think, you have to answer questions and with the assignments as well, like 
that takes time as well. And and on top of your load or whatever work schedule you have, it was, I think I was telling Nathaniel the other day, um, I felt like I was uh, in college again and taking mm-hmm. you know, Bible classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, um, it's uh, time intensive. And um, so that's being a part of, yeah, the schedule that's just. Yeah. With, one one of face. the things I remember you and I talking about was how challenged you were at asking the question why you believe what you believe, mm-hmm. right? It, uh, whether it was seeing things in the pages of scripture or even seeing like Christian social media accounts and they put up some quote or they tack on some caption to a certain picture. And I, I remember one of the things you told me was I now, um, I think about what they are saying. Like, in other words, I don't like it just because it's a Christian post. Like, I want to see if this is biblically sound. Yes. And I thought that was really yeah. insightful um, where a class like this has forced you to think through what you believe, mm-hmm. why you believe it, and is this shared on, for instance, some of these accounts that I follow. It's like putting it through a filter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In essence, yeah. Mm-hmm. What were um or better yeah, let me back up. Here here's here's a question. Um and Jay, you spoke to this a little bit and I'd like you to elaborate. Was working through this class and the and the material we we walked into or that we we covered, was it applicable to your daily life? So you as um, you know, within your 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 profession, as a father, right? You're looking at at getting married the things that you were walking through um, or the things that you were learning in DOXA, was it applicable to the daily life? Yeah, absolutely it was. It it um, it helped me walk through uh, some of the challenges that I was facing um, when I evaluated where I was um, with Christ and in that also evaluating how I'm presenting myself in light of what Christ has done for me, how I'm presenting myself to uh, my fiance or my boys, and what am I reflecting, what am I preaching, and why I'm doing that. And that's just to explain this is not a just a John 3.16 moment, but I can actually speak on why that is and where it's found in Scripture to be able to um, speak intelligently and confidently, or a little more confidently now, to my sons as I'm discipling them, or to... Uh, Vanessa, as we're walking together through mm-hmm. questions we had before, now I might have five less questions than I had before. So it just it did actually help in uh, what I learned, what I was convicted by, and it pointed out a lot of the things I needed to grow in in different family friend circles, just to be able to um, defend the gospel and answer intelligently, so I don't get. I'm still going to get stuck, but as stuck as I used to be, you're wondering, well, why is that? Why is it that he said this in scripture or that? Mm-hmm. Or what is the, uh, for me, a big part of this was context. You hear verses all the time taken out of context in uh, culture. And like we talked about before with the memes, um, you're not able to say, well, that's appropriate for that, or this is completely taken out of context. And I have an opportunity to share the gospel and say why that is. Mm. So it was very applicable in, in all of those areas that you asked about for sure. Yeah, I think I think that is incredibly helpful because 
I think that was one of the goals that we had when we first started um, developing this trial run for for DOXA, because I think oftentimes um, theological development programs find themselves deeply rooted in only um, piling knowledge and information upon the student or the participant without teaching them or helping walk them through how this applies to them in in their everyday life, right? Like if the goal is for us to be disciples and be disciple makers, well, theology is incredibly important. But in addition to that, not only knowing why is it important, but how this is going to apply in these everyday contexts, whether it's my job or it's with my family or it's with my friends or as I meet people out in, in the city, um, we wanted to make sure that this was going to provide application to the theology and information that was going to be received, right? And so in light of that, coming back to, to you, Shmevs, one of the questions that I, that I wanted to ask you is, um, because it could be information and content heavy, one of the goals that we had, one of the additional goals that we had was to make sure that a class like this or a program like this would lead participants or help participants to grow in their relationship and understanding of who God is. Did you, how, how did that work out for you? Or do you on air, do you feel like, man, I just gained a lot of information. I don't know that I learned more about, more about God or, or was it this experience where you grew in your understanding and relationship with, with God and Christ? It was one of those things where as I was walking through this, it was starting to shape my thought, like as we were starting to tackle some of these doctrines, like especially when it got to like the Imago Dei and, and sin, like these um, convictions were, were starting to come out. I know we had a lot of conversations, just me and you, about like how it was affecting me, how it was in my personal life, and just being able to kind of do an evaluation and kind of have the, the theological co- concepts and concepts to understand what's you know going through my head I think that was super helpful just just for me personally and I think when it comes to applying that when I'm going out and discipling people I think that's going to be something that's going to be a super valuable tool and I've kind of seen that already shape in some of the gospel conversations I've had recently mm-hmm. so I've just been as I said encouraged by by the time and really it's it's fueling me to want to study more like even once this uh, trial run is over, I think I'm going to tackle a lot of these concepts, especially when it comes to studying the gospel, because I want I want to have the way I, I explain it to be as presentable as possible. You know, mm-hmm. I want it to be my, my theological understanding to be solid, so I'm not steering people wrong, or I'm not um I don't know what the word starving them for what the gospel actually says. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them the right information. So, so yeah. What were for ULC? Um, actually, no, same question. Like uh, you bled into it a little bit a while ago, but but in light of that, uh, in light of what Schmev just said, in light of the question, like did a class or a program like DOXA lead you to grow or to cultivate a deeper understanding and relationship with, with Christ? I'd say, uh, yes, definitely the, I think in the biggest way, um, was, yeah, like how I had told you in one of our uh, meetings, 
the conviction of like, why is it that I believe this about God? And it had me really um, be in the, in the word, like taking time to be reading the Bible, not just reading, but spending time to question out of, of an attitude of wonder and intrigue and um, just a, 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 de- a deeper yearning and mm-hmm. knowing that that was kind of like what I was like slacking in. It seems, um, oh gosh, like even last year, the year before, um, we're kind of like in discipleship group um, or even in MCs, we'd be so gung ho to like, okay, we're going to read Bible. We're going to read it, you know, take time. We're going to choose this um, devotional to go by or this plan. And, and it kind of still like we, I know for me personally just fell into that trap of like, okay, I got to be dependent on this app or like this, the, Mm. you know, reading plan by this author and what have you. And, and so I, I never like got to the root of having that innate desire to like, I just need the word. I just want to come to Mm. the word. And because I know like it's what I need and I'm satisfied in it. And I feel like even more so into the start of this year with COVID and then Docs is starting, it just like reinforced it all the mm-hmm. more. Like, yes, this is um, uh, what I need. And I'm glad that there's resources out there. Like there's appreciation for that, but it's where it all comes from and where like we have to test mm-hmm. those resources mm-hmm. in it's God's word. And we have to know that. Yeah. And so um, kind of like, I think I mentioned it a while back, like, Oh, I knew some of this, but at the same time, I don't know it all. I need to right, like keep practicing right. at this and I'm not, yeah, until Jesus comes, like, well, we'll know all yeah. the things, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's keeping me humble in the process yeah. today and will tomorrow, Lord willing, to awesome. keep seeking him out. And so in that, and, and remembering that it's in the relationship with God, like he's not like keeping tabs. Oh, you didn't read your Bible today. Sure, you know, like sure. that's, that's been a shift and a continual reminder, like, like his love for me, like this is in my relationship with God, it's, it's going to look different from God's relationship with Jay or Everett. Right. But he's still sanctifying us and calling us to himself Mm -hmm. to be more Christ-like, to be, um, godly, to be humble and to, to share his, his gospel truth with others. So yeah, absolutely. Jay, why do you think theology scares people in the church? Uh, I'll tell you just from personal experience, uh, in the beginning, not of this class, just in general, as I was uh, kind of making way back to Storehouse, talking to you, uh, talking to Vanessa, the idea of being a quote-unquote theologian, I was like, you know what? I'm, and I told Vanessa, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be that. It was my misunderstanding of what theology was that scared me. It was the not wanting to feel... Uh, like I didn't know or dumb or out of my depth when I was speaking to people who were well-read and who understood the gospel or uh, doctrines that were more complicated. Um, I think the intimidation is, it sounds, theology sounds like a very Christianese, churchy word, but when you get down to it, knowing what you believe and why you believe it is important to be able to speak and to grow your faith. Uh, the fear comes with, I think for me it came from uh, I didn't want to sound or be dumb, and I didn't actually understand what theology meant in the beginning mm-hmm. of all this. 
So I think the fear, as I experienced it, was just ignorance, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, but once you get to study God's word and know not only the what, but the why, it, you develop this, like Elsie was saying, this hunger for more of that and understanding that the Bible, or even in the conversation about theology, it isn't really about you. Mm. You're learning about God, about Christ, about who he is and what he's done. Yes, there's room for you in there. Yes, obviously he loves you and is for you. But the Bible is not principally about who you are. It's about who he is. Yeah. And if you take that perspective, it spins everything and you can come to a place of uh, vulnerability and humility just to learn what is the character of God and his will for your life rather than saying, what is it, what can I get from it today for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and with theology, I, I had, I, my first thought was, it's going to give, it's going to be over my head. I'm going to be out of my depth. But as scripture says, you know, he who lacks wisdom, let him ask. Mm. And um, so I began to. Yeah. And it changed for me. That's awesome. All right. Here, here's a question for all three of you. What was, um, so we worked through, or we will have worked through three areas in this program. It was character development, theological clarity, and then spiritual formation. Um, we're diving into spiritual formation now, but I guess when it comes to character development and theological clarity, what was the subject or doctrine that was the most challenging for you? Um, not only in length, but just challenging in the sense of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging your mind. You're really having to wrestle with scripture here. You got to ask some questions. You got to rewatch that video two or three times. It seems like that entire chapter has been highlighted and you need a pack of Bic pens because you've like made so many notes that kind of challenging what what was the 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 subject or doctrine that was that was the most challenging for you this semester uh Shmez, we'll start with you man i don't even know where to go they're all kind of challenging in in their own way hmm maybe say the the doctrine of sin i think that one was just a lengthy one as far as, um, but but it was a really it was a really good one and impactful one. It was just I had to slow down to make sure like that I'm understanding it the way I, I should be, and not just over over skipping like some of these theological concepts. Do you think that the doctrine of sin was challenging because, as we especially as we walked through it, um, we were forced to look at what sin actually is versus you know, we, we talked about oftentimes the reason we minimize or legitimize or partially confess our sin is because we're thinking more about consequences rather than what sin is. And, uh, yeah. So do you think it was challenging because it forced you to look at sin instead of consequence? I I think that, that was a really good uh, conversation that we had a lot this morning as far as just the consequence and actually what was it? Accepting it or, or addressing addressing sin? it? Yeah, addressing sin. Um, man, 
there are like some there are some key areas where you kind of need to shift your thinking and i think that's one of those where it's like okay god help me in this help me understand this help change the way i've kind of understand stood things and the way i've you know church um previous church experiences kind of led me to to believe about sin there's these truths that are are being adjusted mm-hmm. but that that's what make what's making these uh studies just so worthwhile and a lot of it is like me just wanting to dive a little bit deeper when i only have like what the week to yeah to to turn this around and i'm like especially with the the doctrine of justification i just want to go into this like huge study of like what this actually means and like wait just wait we'll get to that later right yeah and let's just talk about what's what's on the what's on the week's agenda right what about you lc what was the excuse me what was the the most challenging subject or doctrine for you i'm i'm sorry between two because uh it was the doctrine of the trinity and of total depravity Mm. both of those are just like (laughs) tripping me out uh even now i'm like oh just like did it feel like you get it but you don't get it yes i get it but i don't get it (laughs) god three and one that one too yeah Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) and and seeing i mean i really appreciated the extent that grudem like goes into even to like give the Oh gosh, I'm losing words. But like the rebuttals or like the contradictions, yeah, like opposition to, for instance, like the Trinity. Yeah. Yes, and and so how um, you know those believing in in like God is one, but He isn't like all three, right? You know, yeah, and like just modalism, like modalism, Arianism, yeah, yes. polytheism. You got all so the many things, different kinds. Like, yeah. Oh, that's what that you know, just kind of like putting puzzle pieces together of like. Oh yeah, different religions. Yeah, they believe different things, and then that's in this category. And just yeah, connecting a lot of different things so just branches. that I've heard over time. Yes, um, and like it's just how intense and complex it is. How we've just human mankind has just like yeah. skewed, been skewed, and our thinking and our perception, um, and been really far from the truth. And so yeah, it's all of the things. Yeah, absolutely. Been been encouraged, but yeah, that was. That one was challenging, um, and yeah, total depravity, making that distinction um, of the totality versus utterly deprived, and so that being an important distinction. Um, that yeah, we are um, dead in our sin; that we have no righteousness. There's no way we can be right with God and please God apart from Christ. Yeah. Um, but with Christ, that's our hope. And so in, and only in Christ. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's been really heavy. It's just the weight of it. It's it's under all the doctrines, just understanding like there's so much weight to each of them. The doctrine of sin, you know, salvation. Um, and so breaking everything down is just been really, um, beyond insightful, but just like, and beyond educational, but yeah, yeah, it's, it challenges your heart. It yeah. pokes in at every direction and yeah. every part of you. Yeah. And so I think yeah. those, those two, the Trinity and total depravity. Total depravity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think what makes doctrines, especially like sin, Trinity, total depravity, I think what makes them very challenging is there are subtle distinctions in some of them that we need to be really clear of because you can go mm-hmm. a completely different route if you lean 
one way, one way versus versus the other. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's good. What about what about you, Jay? What was the most challenging subject or uh, doctrine for the, you? The Trinity, for sure. <laughs> it was the, I think it was the longest text that we we read. And I think yeah, I remember uh, mm-hmm. when you guys got it assigned. I think it was chapter fourteen. And was it you, Schmez, that you're like, sweet, we only got one chapter to read? It was like 40. Yeah. Yes, that was me. <laughs> I did not know what I was getting into. And it was like the catch-up week, too. It was, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, I need that catch-up week yeah. for yeah. the Trinity. <laughs> it just presented so much information, and you had to really chew on what was being presented in Scripture, how it was being presented, and then every rebuttal, like Elsie was saying, why everything else was inaccurate, it fell short of what the gospel says. And then you would go to scripture and see, well, the Trinity is mentioned here and it's mentioned here. But when you're asking, and I got asked by my son to explain to him the Trinity, which was is, in, is still a conversation we're having. Right. Um, there is a there's a mystery to that as well, and it belongs there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wrestled with um, the most is how to impart on my eight-year-old son that there are some things that are mysteries of God intentionally. And you're not, you don't need to understand everything that's not meant for you to. Right. That's how your faith has grown kind of in believing in the unseen. And how they explain that in Scripture is just something that you, it's something that your faith, you're exercising your faith and what is, what is being read because you really can't even in Scripture fully explain, well, how or why but right it explains it for you right um so definitely the trinity was something that i still am yeah those 40 pages didn't go away after that our one or two conversations it'll be yeah. something that i but it made me want to know more about it and right. to be able to explain to an eight-year-old or grown person we still have trouble yeah uh working through that as well because it's not only dense but it requires wisdom and some of the stuff is um to use like a hundred dollar word, it's ineffable. It's just yeah. there's a, it's a mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Appropriate I, one. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think when it comes to doctrines like the the one of the Trinity, I think um, there has to be. I, I think there has to be this um, willingness to have a bucket for mystery. However, we can't just have the bucket of mystery and throw everything in there. Just because I don't want to do the work of learning a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, there there is this, uh, for instance, with the doctrine of the Trinity, there is like some beautiful paradoxes <laughs> that come with the Trinity. There is one God in three persons. How is that possible? Yes. Right? <laughs> right? Because, because we can go to like, for instance, Ephesians 1 and, and where Paul lays out um, like the distinction of the members of the Trinity and their functions. Uh, and so you're like, right, there's three persons. Yes. One God. Yes. How? Yes. <laughs> right? Like it just, it, yeah. it keeps coming back to that. So, so I think we do need to have this bucket of mystery, but that doesn't mean we lack clarity in some areas. Right. And I think that's that, the tension and the beauty of, of, of a paradox, right? Like, was Jesus fully God or was he fully man? Yes. Right. <laughs> there's, there's some beauty to, to the paradox or excuse me. There's some tension in the beauty of the paradox. Well, so as we wrap this part of our, our time up, 
Um, again, I think two more questions. Uh, the first one is, um, before recommending what you would do, the first question is, do you recommend that, uh, would you recommend this class to people in our congregation? Yes. 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 And, <laughs> and you should be prepared for it. Right. So right. that's, so that's yeah. maybe it's a two part question. Would you recommend this class to, to people in our congregation and how would you encourage them? Um, and what I mean by that is not only in terms of, of time, I want to hear about that, the scheduling, but what okay. else would you, would you offer them in terms of, excuse me, in terms of encouragement? I think encouragement, kind of like you were saying, Jay, like you don't have to be afraid or uh, think that theology or being a theologian mm -hmm. is only for certain people um, and or believers that are special, more special than right. you. Right. <laughs> like um, that's, um, I think you and Rebecca had spoken, at, at, had the, at the women's and the men's breakfast um put it uh, on the table like that our our church where we've realized what we're weak in we're weak in our theology mm -hmm. and just facing that that reality and checking our hearts and be like oh yeah we are and mm -hmm. i think this class comes at a really good time that hey this is for um our our members and we want our members to be um not just cuz it's our own you know, our church, but this is for any believer. Like mm -hmm. we need to know, um, yeah, the word, yeah. um, to contend well, but to, to share and, um, love our community well and not right. reflecting Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. How would you so to the man, there's that in terms of don't be intimidated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jay, why don't you speak into, uh, so you recommend the class and be ready to, be prepared like I, I elaborate on that that part of the encouragement well because it is time intensive and you have to set aside you have to be intentional about your time and study commitment because you're going to run into things that are going to be brand new to or they were brand new to me uh some of those subjects but we should make time to to deepen our understanding of christ not only the what but the why and if that is your goal as it should be as a believer to grow in your faith then you're going to make the time you're going to set aside yes it is a challenge but a challenge that is if you can meet that challenge if you decide that's where you're going that the benefit to growing your relationship with Christ to be able to explain explain and make disciples like we're called to uh, is invaluable and I don't know I mean I guess there could be people i can't think of anybody that couldn't carve out time to read if we have time to social media watch a show binge netflix uh or in covid time which is um detrimental to some things but what it does give us is time um yeah. so yeah i'm not speaking for everybody for me personally there was no excuse for me yeah i if i can stay up to midnight doing whatever with on tv or if there's a game on and I had those three and a half hours I watched a game that what am I doing? Like that's so go sports. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think if you prioritize correctly and it's something that I struggled with in the beginning, there's not an excuse for you. There right. shouldn't be. Right. 
Yeah, that's good. What about what about you, Schmevs? What would you? So we got don't be intimidated. You're gonna have to prioritize your time. What piece of advice would you give or encourage someone with who who wants to take the class? I mean, that's just it. I mean, that's just the summary of everything I was going to say exactly. Don't be afraid and be prepared. <laughs> Shmev's out. <laughs> just like that. Exactly. Just get it together, guys. Get it together. Get it together. Um, but I just wrote, like, in light of where we were just with Jude, as we grow in our understanding of the word of God, we sharpen our sword. We're no longer fighting with the dull sword, and we now have the ability to contend. Just to tie that all in. Dang. All right. So sharpen Thanks. your sword, guys. Yeah, that's good. Um, I got nothing to follow. That's really good. No, I, I think that's great. I, I think, um, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this class, uh, expanded in the fall of next year. Cause the goal is going to be to, to expand it to a 10 to 12 month program. And so the hope is that we actually invite other teachers to help out in some of these doctrines, um, but the intention is that we would um, equip and disciple our church to cultivate a deeper relationship and understanding uh, of God in Christ so that they would live this out. So there's that application so mm-hmm. that they would learn more about themselves and inevitably learn more about God. And, and uh, man, I really want our church to be challenged in, in some of this. But I would agree with, with what Jay was saying. Um, you're going to read a lot. There's, there's a lot of, and, and it's funny, uh, Vanessa, who couldn't be here today. Um, it's funny because you mentioned one thing, Elsie, you said, man, I felt like I was back in college. That is the question I asked Vanessa when I invited her to participate in the class. I said, Hey, do you have time to take an undergrad class? And at first she was like, I think so. And then she was like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) 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 And, uh, a couple couple of weeks in, she was like, Oh my gosh. And, uh, it's more like grad school. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, and that's because we only read one book on, on theology, right? The idea Mm -hmm. is that there's actually several, um, that you will work through later. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was very encouraged or I think you guys still have about a week to go, but I was very encouraged over the semester to see, uh, you had to memorize a lot of scripture. You had to do some writing, you had to do some reading, uh, and get involved in discussion and, and then ultimately get challenged. I think, I think my favorite part was the first time we all met in person. That was fun. And, uh, to give everybody an idea. So, uh, these, these, these students, participants, all y'all had to, write your first paper on, on discipleship. It was, what is discipleship? Uh, what does it look like? Where does it happen? When does it happen? All these specific questions to discipleship. And we put your, uh, we put part of your paper up on the big screen and, uh, and nobody knew whose it was. And, uh, and we read a certain section out loud and it was, okay, what is really good about this? And so y'all got to encourage this person without knowing who they were and everybody thought that was like rainbows and sunshine. And then it was, okay, tear this up. What is wrong with this picture? And then I think, okay, there was six of six, uh, entries. And I think the first one, everybody was trying to be very kind and, well, I think I understand what <laughs> was my mean. Mean. Entries Thank you guys. Cause that was mine. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. It was hilarious. You understand yeah. English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was funny because like, 
it, it, it almost switched, right? The first one, it was like, hey, what's good? Man, I love that they're talking about Jesus here. I love that it is very simple and plain. Well, what are you going to tear up? What's wrong with their statement here? And it was like, well, I, I want to understand where they're coming from. I guess I can kind of see what's going on. And you're the right, context. Jay. Like, by the time the sixth <laughs> entry came in, it had swapped. It was like, hey, what's good? Uh, they had their punctuation, <laughs> right? What needs to be worked on? This is terrible. We need to work on. Th- and I thought that was so good because it provided a, a, a space for y'all to encourage one another without knowing whose it was. Eventually, yeah. you did. You, you guys learned whose it was, but uh, it provided a space for you to to encourage one another while at the same time being challenged, not regarding your character, but it was regarding, for instance, some doctrinal. Uh, uh, motivations, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, you were challenging one another in, I I understand what you're saying, yet scripture teaches this, help me reconcile what you're saying. Yeah, And I think that was keeping it for a moment anonymous was, was so helpful because I think it showed everyone, I'm not against you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sharpen you as you are trying to Pushing sharpen me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I think that was the part that I found really encouraging that uh that first time that we met. Yeah, and there was there was space for that. Like mm-hmm. we're encourage each other. We're it's not we're not singling you out and yeah. saying you're all wrong and you don't know exactly. anything. Like it wasn't that exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. And so uh and, and what was interesting is once we revealed the authors of each section, everybody was like laughing and enjoying it because I think what came first was a considerable amount of encouragement. I want to sharpen you, so I might exhort you, um, and I'm gonna do this with you, right? Like you're not fend, you're not left to fend for yourself. I think. Yeah. So okay, well that's really encouraging. Uh, if you listen to this podcast and you're uh, a member at Storehouse McKellen, you can expect Doxa to make a comeback, a full comeback, not just any. Oh no. It's a it's the full. All, what, all uh, bells and whistles, yo. <laughs> it is the bells and whistles. We're going to start all this, Lord in. willing, in uh, in fall. August. Yeah, in August of 2021. Fall 2021. And so, yeah, fall 2021. We're going to have a small group of visiting teachers to come in and work through some of these same doctrines and more. So really excited for that. But thank you all so much for hooking it up with some feedback, sticking around, encouraging our church and Lord willing, we'll we'll see uh, fruit. I mean, you y'all would be the first, the you'd be the blueberries, right? Schmebs, um, of, fruits. Uh, <laughs> y'all are the fruits. fruits. <laughs> y'all are the fruits. Um, but yeah, so thank y'all so much for being patient in this semester and then hooking our church up with some encouragement. And so, uh, man, if you got any questions, hit up our website. And uh, until then, um, actually, wait, let me let me pause. We got we got a. a telling everybody about the fall or excuse me the 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 spring how it's going to work sorry I'm, I'm like ruining this so just so that you know um after the month of december we're actually taking a, a short break from the native citizens we're going to produce we're going to continue to produce episodes but we're going to do that in short seasons and so well, you won't hear from us by the time christmas rolls around so we hope that you guys have a wonderful christmas with friends family hope that you stay safe In addition to that, thank you all so much for knocking Doxa out. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Merry Christmas.
The goal of this podcast is to equip our church for discipleship and mission. We want to thank you for listening in this morning, and we hope that you are encouraged by these conversations. If you'd like to learn more about Storehouse McKellen, you can visit our website at storehousemckellen.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your questions to info at storehousemckellen.com.